Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. This is TV worth talking about. I'm Catherine, by the way. I'm 47. I'm divorced. I live with my sister, who's a recovering heroin addict. I have two grown-up children, one dead, one who doesn't speak to me, and a grandson. Shrine Podcasts presents... Valley. Hello and welcome to Shrine Podcast presents Happy Valley. I'm Brendan. I'm Hannah. And I'm Rebecca. Well, 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 that twat-faced bastard really didn't give one shiny tiny fuck as he pedalled like Bradley Wiggins up those rolling hills, did he? As Tommy Lee Royce cuts out the carbs before marbs, Darius Knezovich has been putting the passport office to shame, promising to have IDs for everyone who needs them in quick time but no gun. The joke was on Mike Taylor, who finds the idea of reading what he's putting his signature to a bit alien. E.T.'s not phoning home. Tommy is demanding, you get me telephone. And it was over a Britney mic that Ryan began to play games with his dear old dad. This week, Reb has your penultimate Happy Valley recap, and Hannah has all of your incredible thoughts and theories. But first... What a week it's been. We had director of Happy Valley's final episodes, Fergus O'Brien, on a special bonus episode of the podcast, getting us even more excited for Sunday. Guys, the man is an absolute gent. He's from Waterford. He gave us so much juice and detail. And he says that Sunday night's finale is going to be a roller coaster and that fans will leave uh, Happy Valley feeling very, very satisfied. I mean, what more could we want? He also called the ending interesting and said that he didn't see it coming, which I think is something we need to dig into a little bit later in thoughts and theories. It's very interesting. Yeah, he said it's uh, it's interesting. It's different. He said everyone will be satisfied. And he like he's he was like, I am absolutely confident that every fan of the show will be satisfied, which is a big claim to make. So he's sure. That it's good. I have a weird feeling that Happy Valley is going to land the ending mm. and I have a feeling that it's going to go down as one of those shows that ended perfectly, that did the three seasons, that didn't push it and that the story just... Ta- I, I, I think people are going to be really happy. I don't know anything. I just have a feeling that it's going to be perfect and I, I have to say I didn't have that feeling with Line of Judy. I was like, what effing direction are they going in with this? Do you know? It was all a bit more chaotic whereas this just feels 
like it's just going to end and we're going to be happy. It does. And um, he was saying how clever it is. So I'm wondering if someone gets, clever. you know, their That's come up. It's clever and interesting. But it is, is it in yeah. a way that we don't necessarily expect, but it all works out perfectly? Ooh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait. That yeah, made me I, so excited. And exactly what you said, Hannah, that um, he said that he didn't see it coming, which makes me really giddy. And I love then that in response, you said that you've never wanted to be slapped around by a TV show as much. Because he was like, it will slap you. It will choke you up against the wall. It will punch you in the face. It will wallop you. Like, slap me, Burger. It sounds amazing. I hope that it is the clutch. I hope that it's Susan Lynch. I hope Alison Gars saves the day. And maybe, you know, Catherine's still a police officer and she lets um, someone else kill Tommy finally and then she'd just be like it was self-defense type of thing and they all get off wouldn't that be great I don't know if I should hold this back for later but I don't think Tommy's going to die I don't think she'll kill him yeah oh no Catherine won't I think she's going to say you can fucking sit in prison and rot with all your thoughts and suffer for the rest of your life I think that might be the route they go down oh yeah he deserves that and Gallagher could get her revenge would those women give him the easy way out I don't know and now ever since Fergus two whole days ago said that we wouldn't see the ending coming and that was really clever I'm like maybe they just don't kill him yeah or is it one or something does someone else unexpectedly come in and and finish the job before you know does he do a Tanya and take a slip I don't know if they're going to let him die I actually think that might be my prediction I think Tommy lives on but he's going to rot somewhere and they're just going to let him sit there with his thoughts that's where I'm at the minute could change multiple times over the next hour We okay, should well, also, are... guys, we should do our full thought, we should do our full final theory at the end. So put it into the back of your mind there and just let it I too prepare many. itself. I, it changes like the weather. Well, same, but we're going to have <laughs> to commit are. to one on the mic. So get ready. I love when we don't, though, and then we say, <laughs> oh, I said that at one point in one of the episodes. We said buckles. We said buckles yeah, at true. one point. We did yeah, actually at some buckles. Age, one, yeah, yeah, one time. Yeah, yeah we did. Yes, we, we did. did. Um, okay. With the penultimate Happy Valley recap, Reb, take it away. Okay, lads, the penultimate episode of our favourite series on TV at the minute opens with Catherine's boss, Mike Taylor, absolutely raging because Tekeli has launched an official complaint of racism and bullying against Catherine and acting Sergeant Shah for the alien life form liaison officer prank, right? So the whole fiasco, right, has made Mike look bad because much like our Brendan, Mike didn't cop that it was a joke either and he actually signed off on a form with a alien face on it and so Mike also here this is this really takes a turn very fast Mike makes a big boo-boo here because he compares Catherine's reaction of saying that it was a bit of fun to officers in the 80s who had complaints from female colleagues of sexual harassment so that was not Mike's finest moment whatsoever what on earth no it wasn't and did this whole fiasco with the whole alien liaison officer thing, did that result in that officer making a claim? Was it was it against Catherine or was it against Mike? It was against I Mike, was it? Wasn't the department. It? Was the department, okay, about bullying Where and Mike racism. Named, I think Mike was named because she gives a in front of Rob's house. 
but she probably was pulled into it herself as well. She's very mean. To yeah, it was. It's it's Catherine and your man, and then Mike had signed off on it. So I assume it's all of them. It's all of them. Um, okay. So um, Mike then gets a call about Joanna's body being found, and he sends a very uh, pissed off Catherine to secure the scene before the SIO arrives. On her way, Richard phones Catherine to tell her that stupid, sexy Flanders, aka Tommy Lee Royce, has escaped. Mike then gets a call about Joanna's body being found, and he sends a very pissed off Catherine to secure the scene before the SIO arrives. And on her way, Richard phones Catherine to tell her that stupid, sexy Flanders, aka Tommy Lee Royce, has escaped after jumping the dock and that Ryan had snuck off school to see his dad in court. Richard and Ryan are now at the train station and when Ryan spots one of the boyos from the foyer fight, uh, Mattia, I think his name is, he tries to take a photo of him on the sly. Now, Mattia does clock this while he's on the phone to his uh, BFF, nearly wed Ivan, who is banging on about them getting that 30 grand before it's found. The man, lads, should be worried about table settings and, you know, floral arrangements, not stealing money. But anyway, um, Catherine then calls Claire about Tommy's escape, warning her not to go back to Neil's flat as Tommy knows the address. Um, so she needs to find somewhere else to live. And as Catherine arrives at the Hepworths, Mike phones and says that he reckons organized crime are going to be all over Tommy's escape and that they'll also have eyes on Darius Knezovich. Mike tells her that she needs protection, but Catherine says she's not scared of Royce and she hangs up. So here Rob is in the back of a police car and he's shouting that he didn't kill Joanna and that someone else has done it. And Catherine has some very strong here's uh, strong words here for to Kelly. She calls him out for the bullying complaint bullshit and she also calls him an idiot while mentioning that she is retiring on Thursday. So I'm guessing now lads at this stage that it's probably Tuesday, is it? Tuesday, guys. I think yeah, it's, it's Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. It's Tuesday. Because well, she's dinner on Wednesday, yeah. yes. And himself getting married. But come here, right? I thought she was real mean in this scene. Yeah, she was. She was. I didn't and like yeah. it at all. And she used a nickname to another officer who she asked to come with her. And I wasn't sure if it was very Betty something of the... Yeah, Betty... Yeah. I put the subtitles on. So you know Betty Boop is like a cartoon the character. The cartoon character. She called her Betty... Was it Boopa or Boopa? Something. I don't know. Maybe it's that. Maybe, it could be that police officer's actual surname. I don't know. No, I don't know. It just, like, yeah. My interpretation I, was a bit. Oh, I don't know. And why is that in there? Like, why now in the penultimate episode? I just feel like Catherine has never been mean. She can. She's fair and she's harsh when she needs to be, but she's not like bullying vibes. Mm. And I just don't understand, like, is this storyline going to pay off? Like, what is the point? I think it's that she's completely unraveling because Tommy's out and she's acting out the way that she did when Becky died to Daniel. She said all those things to Daniel that she, Uh, I think she's just turning. She's completely unraveling now because he's on the loose, like he's escaped and he's going after her and Ryan. So is she just... Good point. Because Daniel did say that she was so mean and said such... In that episode, actually, to him at the time. Maybe she'll apologise in the final. Like, I just feel like you can't have the the main character be so mean for no reason and then for it to not really play out. No, I know Claire. No, for no reason. Yeah, I guess she's stressed out of her head because she's done nothing except the hardest thing Mm. all the time. So she's like, I've done the hardest thing. 
why have I bothered to do the hardest thing for it to yeah, all fall apart? I could have taken the easy road, which was give up Ryan and not look after him, yeah. not try and keep Claire and Neil on the straight and narrow. You know, she could have at every point not bothered, but she did bother at every point. And now she's like, fuck's sake, why did I Yeah, bother? also, yeah, and maybe, you know, your man guys as well, he shouldn't have made that complaint really because she says to him, she's like, oh, um, acting Sh- Sergeant Shah, he was so kind to you and you never would have made it a day in this job without his help and everything and now you're you know what I mean it's just pissed off yeah but then and I agree yeah. with that but then she calls him a, a name or something and he's like you can't speak to me like that and I felt so sorry for him and I was like why what is this storyline it's a weird one yeah yeah it's very harsh and like two days to go you don't want to go out like that do you after working there very hard for all those years I'd say he's regretting putting money I'm into up- Joyce's um pot <laughs> I'm upset <laughs> that we know out. that we know like what day it is what's happening on the Wednesday and what the Thursday means. Uh, yeah, I love yeah, yeah. the countdown. Like it builds the tension, doesn't it? Yeah. Two days yeah. to go. Yeah, it certainly does. Now, guys, a familiar face then walks into the crime scene. Chief Superintendent Andy Shepherd. We haven't seen the man. Oh, actually, have we seen the man this season? I don't think I've seen him since season two. We saw him. He was in the... Um, we did, but it's the first scene of episode yeah. one when she gave him a when right question. When Tommy... Yeah. No, is it not? Oh. Um, I might think, Shah, was he not at the... Um, oh, um, Chief Superintendent Andy Shepherd. Yeah, Shepherd. Shepherd was, he came down to the, what's it called when a reservoir with no water in it, where she found the body. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. the man. And then and she, she told that iconic was, line yeah. and she was like, this is how many days I have left. Like she gave him all that info because he's like, um, he basically slagged her like, off for being involved. His legs will be over there. And yeah. then she walked away and called them twats. Yeah, that was that slipped my mind. Well, the man's back and he's arrived and he's telling Catherine that she needs to speak to officers about Tommy because she knows more about the mad bastard than anyone. Catherine then fills him in on the Joanna sitch. She was arrested for possession of controlled drugs after her husband reported her. She had bruises on her arm. She didn't want to go to her refuge and leave Poppy in Florence. Catherine also brings up that Rob is Ryan's PE teacher and that there are rumours that he's having an affair with a female staff member and also that he's gay. And she said that she had an inkling that it would come to this that's dropped in all very fast now the affair and the sexuality etc yeah well they did mention it was it in the first episode after they had the row on the football pitch Ryan was like because of Mrs. Oates like that he was riding Mrs. Oates and then sir did you have your oats this morning that's why and he then tried he also to run said to Neil yeah that's why he tried to run them over and then saying to Neil when they were getting in the car um, I can't remember how he said it but basically implied that he was also riding some fella and then Oh, Neil said something really funny in the car about, I don't know. But yeah, it was definitely the, all the kids in school slagging for A, riding Mrs. Oates and then for B, allegedly being yeah, a gay. Fair and new, I remember. But the the allegedly being a gay, I just had missed that this season. Catherine just said it very much in passing. Yeah, because Neil Neil said something really funny in the yeah, car about it, it? When, when Ryan said that. I can't remember, but it was very funny. It was so throwaway. Yeah. We definitely joked about it in the recap as well, because it was funny because it was <laughs> the car was driving off. It was like a VO from Neil almost. Gas. It was very good. Okay, elsewhere, Tommy Lee Royce might as well be training for the Tour de France because he has cycled miles away into the countryside. He finally stops and breathes in the fresh air of his newfound freedom, admiring the wind farm from across the rolling hills in the distance. And he laughs to himself, 
Then a van arrives and picks him up in the middle of nowhere. Now, lads, I was not expecting this, but my God, it's the big boss himself, the top dog, Darius Knezovic. He congratulates a beaming Tommy on pulling the whole thing off. And he says that there's been a slight change of plan. So the police actually have eyes on Darius Knezovic because there's been some mix up in Ellen, a.k.a. the blind woman uh, situation. So um, he says that Tommy's going to have to stay somewhere else now and that he's given him all his bits, including his games console. Um, Darius also drops in that he actually snuck out and you know evaded the police because he hid in the boot of uh, Michaela's car and uh, the police don't have enough resources to follow him so the man is smart now I have to say so let's talk about Can I just ask real quick he, sorry now to yeah. interrupt but the place that Tommy cycles to is one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen and I'm just wondering if anybody knows where it is would you tweet so- us or shrine pod I mother. saw people did tweet us to say that it was the same uh, shot location as so the the actor that plays Darius Knezovic was also in a movie Josh called O'Connor. God's Own Country uh, with Josh O'Connor yeah 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 God's Own Country which came out it was a movie that was very similar to Call Me By Your Name and Call Me By Your Name got all the rave reviews I personally think God's Own Country is a better is the better of the two movies oh but God, they said that that list. is the exact same scene the same shot same location and that the that actor was in both oh, things wow. so it's oh, yeah that's cool that is so i just it's so breathtaking i'd love to know we, i was trying to figure out what part of the country was it um so if anybody knows i'd love to know and we can cycle up there, guys, in the summer. Yes, someday. Um, let's talk about the POA for a second day, right? So Darius says that he sorted passports for Tommy and the boy. They're going to go into a van from Dover via Brussels to Malaga. And it'll look like Tommy is just interrailing. Um, things do take a turn, though, between the newfound partners in crime after Darius laughs when Tommy reveals that he's never been abroad. Darius says that he's going to pick... Sorry, did Darius say Malaga or Marbella? Malaga. Okay. Key information. Yeah, I, you know, yeah, I think this is important because one is saying one and one is saying the other. Sorry, carry on. Carry Majorca on. Mallorca is where Nevison has the villa, and Malaga and Marbella are. Do you get me? Because I think there was yeah, confusion yeah, yeah. over no. that. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think okay. I caused it. No, a few. I saw a lot of tweets on it, but but yeah, Nevison is is in. Majorca, where Love Island is. M- Malaga. Nevison is in Malaga. No, Nevison's Majorca, is it not? And Malaga. And Majorca is an okay, island. Majorca is an island. And, and Malaga is in Spain. <sighs> Mainland. Yeah, I have Marbella written down for um, uh, for Darius Knezovic. And then I have Malaga written down for Nevison, which will put them very close together. That would put Jeez. them close together, but I thought it was Majorca. Uh, yeah, I could be wrong. I could easily um, be wrong. I'll have a look. Wouldn't be like yeah, no, I'll do a little search. You carry on. I'll, I'll do a search. Okay, well, search. anyway, Tommy Lee Royce is heading to Marbs, right? And the plan is is that he's going to pretend he's interrailing when he gets there. Um, but there is a bit of tension here. We start to see the tension between Tommy and Darius because it, uh, Darius kind of laughs that Tommy's never been abroad. And then Darius also then asks Tommy about the business that he wants to sort out. Uh, he asks him if it's to do with that policewoman. And Tommy laughs, swigs whiskey, and he asks Darius if he's got a gun. Now, at the station, during an interview about Tommy's escape, Catherine says that the two boyos behind the distraction fight in the courtroom foyer are likely to be the same guys that she spotted when they were arresting the lad about the dead blind woman in the flats in Elland. She passes 
passes on Ryan's photos from the train station along with the registration plate of their Honda and she says that it all has something to do with the Knezoviches so Tommy will have access to a firearm. I mean, the woman is a fantastic detective, isn't she? She's just brilliant. Now, Darius then drops Tommy off outside a man called Hervoya's house, right? And he tells Tommy that from in a week from now, himself and the boy are going to be living it up in Marbs and that this policewoman business isn't a good idea. If he fixes her, all sorts of shit will happen and he needs to let the whole thing go. Tommy says getting even with this bitch is as important as getting to Marbella and again asks for a gun saying that they had a deal. Daria says that he didn't know about the fixing the policewoman situation before. Um, Sorry, before he takes a very long pause. Now you can see the wheels in motion in Darius's eyes. He's starting to go, hang on a second. Tommy Lee Royce is a bloody liability here. He's going to F the whole thing up and off the policewoman and they're all going to be caught for the whole thing. I loved how he was literally just like, "Mm," when he was driving the car. Um, so Darius says, you know, I don't know about fixing the police woman. And he's like, I'm asking you not to do it. And there are no guns. He's like, do what you have to do, but I'm asking you not to do it. I just wouldn't cross that man. Her voya then finally arrives back and the man does not. What a gorgeous I name. Know. Her voya. He doesn't say a word to Tommy Lee Royce, who has been hanging out like a lemon outside now. Like, so lads, I'm no Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen, but that gaff needs more than a lick of paint, doesn't it? it really does Lawrence would have a leopard print head to ceiling toe to ceiling definitely not a grenade no definitely not (laughs) Um, now come here isn't Tommy real child like like a child asking for a phone isn't he asking for a phone I've never been abroad he's fucking rude the man's like you get me telephone he says phone he does say phone telephone he does say phone he was very rude there, but when if we could just cast our minds back to outside when he's in the back of the van with Darius Knezovich and he said he was scared to go on his little adventure and he was and that he'd never been abroad and he was just very childlike and then he was like, Can I come in when you stand outside like a lemon? It's just interesting, isn't it? Like he really is fucked in the head and I just don't think he had a good childhood and I think his brain just didn't develop properly and it's not an excuse his behaviour but I just think it's very interesting what James brings to the role I'm fascinated watching it yeah I didn't even read into that to be honest I was just like you're a rude prick take your beers and go up to your bed do it again Brandon the voice you get me telephone <laughs> and I put, the, I put the subtitles on and the subtitles say telephone <laughs> N-E but he does say no, foam, he does say like foam hand. I did that as well I, I put it in I was like no the telephone. man says foam and it's like telephone yeah. on the subtitles and he's there chopping the beetroot he's like I'll chop you up if you keep going yeah, wasn't he like I think Tommy is like Tommy is no criminal mastermind now if it was up to him to escape that jail on his own it wouldn't have happened like I feel like Tommy's a bit of a dope like Tommy literally is I would not cross her voya or Darius Knezovic like if Darius Knezovic no. tells you not to do something you don't do it like her voya scares the living daylights out of me he's chilling I feel like he'd absolutely yeah. have no problem offing anyone anyone at all whereas those baby blues you mm. know 
Sorry, so during this conversation now, her voya is chopping up, I wrote down, either beetroot or some sort of offal. And he is unfair. Oh, it was definitely beetroot. It was beetroot, but like the different, so, like the it, the ununiform chopping had me on the fucking edge. Like there was massive chunks, there was tiny chunks, there was flat bits, there was, I was just like, what is that man making? And I feel like Tommy's getting chopped up into a stew on top and all. Yeah. Like I just, it was the whole thing. I feel like that wasn't his first rodeo with chopping up any offal or meat or whatever human remains. Like I just, the man. Am I looking, he's terrifying, but a great name. Am I looking too much into this? But like, did do you think Sally Wainwright picked a beetroot because it's like a bloody vegetable? Bloody. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the red on yeah. the chopping board and the knife. And I just, you know, I really like that sequence now. Yeah. What's his name again? Hervoya. I hope I pronounced that right. I've just phonetically spelt it throughout, hoping that it's the right thing. Um. Anyway, Tommy is just harping on about Wi-Fi and then he demands a telephone by the following morning, which does not go down well with her voice anyway. Meanwhile, Claire then collects Neil and phones Catherine to say that Nevison has offered for them to stay at his house for as long as they want. And um, she asks Catherine to tell Richard to take Ryan to Nevison's. Cut to Richard's gaff, right? And the man has actually decided to go out and do the interview with Darius Knezovic for his Guardian article and leave Ryan with Roz the wife who absolutely hates her husband and who is very, very fond of Avino. Ryan is asking Richard to stay, but he heads off, right? Back to our resident Walter White now. Faisal arrives home to his family after passing all of the police cordons outside the Hepworth house. And, um, the, the two kids and his uh, wife are speculating that the, the fella in the Audi murdered his little, they said the little woman at one point, the little woman and her kids. And it suggested that, you know, Faisal should go to the police about the crash that he had with Rob because he was so aggressive and he was speeding. But he says they're not getting involved before he goes out to the hallway and has a flashback of murdering Joanna. And lads, there's no way Faisal's DNA is not all over that house. I mean, he was almost licking the suitcase. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he was the man was up the walls like his fingers are I hate him guy I hate him he's so stupid go down I, and tell the police that you got in a crash with the man who just merged his whole family fuck sake like he's ridiculous and I, no I, I think he's trying to be a bit clever no because he was basically letting his wife and kids do that for him he was like oh what do you mean what crash I think he's I think he thinks he's being a little bit clever cleverer by not doing it himself and getting his kids or wife to do it for him so that it doesn't look like he's oh, bad. I think he just avoids the police. Well, whereas anyone's natural reaction will be to come in and be like, stop it, that's what, he crashed into the back of me, he was fuming this yeah. morning and I bet she's after killing her in a rage, I'm flying down to tell the guards, that's what anyone else yeah, would that do. Us first opportunity well, guys, to get you don't insert yourself into the investigation <laughs> if you are the person who's done the crime, like that's a mistake that has been made. I think you have oh, to act like me you would normally. Him outside swinging onto the balcony for dear life. <laughs> well, that's, as we know, that time my phone got robbed by a cyclist, I was only <laughs> thrilled to be in uh, like a, an interview room in a police station. Guys, thrilled! Do you know, they, did you know once they I They showed saw, me headshots on pages. Like, they showed me photos of people, of known criminals. I was like, what's this person done? Never saw <laughs> me phone again. I uh, once saw an assault happen into like a a fight happened in town and the guards came to my house to collect me to drive me in to give evidence. 
Oh my god, you got driven in at a walk. I felt like Jill Bigelow her thought me in the back of the car. Stop, guys. I had to I had to I was a witness to something before, I won't get into detail, but I had to go to a police station, like really hung over after a night out. And my sister brought me <laughs> because my parents were away and I was under eighteen. And um it was Valentine's Day. Driven. It happened to be Valentine's Day, okay? And it was so inappropriate. But one of the police officers was like to my sister, oh, would you have a date tonight? When I was being questioned about a crime. Exactly. <laughs> I know. And we only told my parents years later. My mom was like, I went to Greece on a yeah. nice holiday and you're in a police station getting questioned. There was killings. Anyway, we'll move on swiftly from that story. Yeah. Um, sorry, that yeah. night... <laughs> That night, as Richard is driving to meet Darius, he rings Catherine and he, basically Catherine is like, like guys, I thought Richard was a goner and I still think he could be. Catherine is like, the Knezoviches are behind Tommy's escape and they're definitely probably using Richard to get to Ryan because they would have done a background check and sussed out that he's Ryan's granddad, even though he's used a different name. Richard still insists on going to meet Darius in a lovely place now. It's like a hotel, but it looks like they have a nice restaurant, doesn't it? I would have liked to have gone for dinner there. Anyway. I think they do a, a good lasagna, chips and coleslaw there. 100%. Yeah. When Richard gets to the reception area, though, the, the man behind the desk tells him that Darius has called to say that he can't make it and he's cancelled on the situation. Now, was that a little bit yes. odd? Out of every random man traipses in and out of your hotel, there's probably, we'll say hundreds of people. How did that man behind the desk know that he was Tricky Dicky? Mm. See, that's not what bothered me, bothers me about that because he came in at the right time and it looked like a business meeting. Da, da, da. But I'm just like, what was that scene? What was the point of Darius yeah. bringing him there to cancel? Oh, probably I'd say we're going to see the effects of that in the next episode, though, no? He wanted, uh, yeah, no, I don't know. Like, he wanted rid he, of him. Oh, did they no. want to get eyes on him? Did he want to spy on him? Does he have someone in there seeing who arrived? Like, is there some bigger meaning? Or, follow, it, yeah, eyes on him and then follow him back to wherever he goes because maybe they didn't know where he yeah. was. Yeah, or know. was it just to give Ryan ability to escape because Roz wouldn't have been mine. I think so. I think it was to yeah. cause tension to think that Ryan may have been kidnapped under Roz's watch. For a moment, maybe, right. or they could be, they could be full on watching Richard this whole time. Like, like I would, would imagine they do an old background check with people that are interviewing them for articles. Surely. Especially when you've broken a man out of prison and then Ryan's been visiting him and all that jazz. So I, that will be next week. I think we might get more answers on that. There's no way Richard's not being followed or something or being checked out. I think, yeah. yeah I think Richard's yeah, in trouble. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. Richard does though race home afterwards and he phones Roz who has been completely distracted by the Savvy Bee and realises that our Ryan is gone. Catherine later calls Roz a pissed up lightweight and an empty headed Nunu which I was like Jesus the woman is out there. <laughs> was Nunu the name of the Hoover in um, the Teletubbies? I think so. Was that the name of the Hoover in the I think it was something very similar to Nunu oh, anyway. it is. Um yeah, I think, I think it is. It anyway, yeah, Catherine is just, I mean, yeah, Catherine is literally, and now you would go mad as well. Now they told Roz that Ryan was a, a kidnap risk or whatever. Now, next up, guys, is a truly phenomenal scene between Charlie Murphy and Reese Connor. Ryan brings up how, oh, sorry, I completely missed a bit. <clears throat> Spoiler alert, Ryan has actually gone to Anne and Daniel's house. <laughs> <laughs> 
say Ryan is on like a sponsored walk going around the house. It's getting thrown out everywhere. The poor boy. So we then cut to Anne and Daniel's sitting room right after um, Catherine calls Rosa Nunu. We cut to Anne and Daniel's sitting room and she is looking incredibly distraught and truly traumatised as she watches a news report about Tommy's escape. Suddenly there's a bang at the door and Kel's surprise. Um, Anne grabs a knife before she answers it to find <laughs> Ryan has been walking around the housing estate in the rain. Daniel then rings Catherine and says that Ryan is there so crisis averted for now. Well Anne's been on the wine as well. Her nerves are at her. She needed a glass of red. Is not yeah. sitting room gorgeous guys with the open fireplace yeah, and the stove fire. Dunning. Stones. Yeah. Dunning. I heard an interview with Charlie Murphy this week on Obsessed with the BBC podcast and she said that Nevson and her mom helped her pay for that house that she couldn't afford it on her own. Not with Daniel. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. Like that house looks like it's clear that one up, bro. Yes. Um, so next up is a truly phenomenal scene between Charlie Murphy and Reese Connor. Ryan brings up how no one wants him and he asks, can he stay with um, Anne and Daniel when this whole fiasco is over? And Anne asks him what makes him think that he'd be any more welcome there with them after choosing to go and visit that prick. Ryan says that he gets that the whole thing is complicated, but that Tommy is his dad. And Anne then decides to uncomplicate things and tell Ryan exactly what his dad did to her. Anne says that Tommy is a psychopath who is incapable of relationships. And what he did to Ryan's mum is no nicer than what he did to her. He raped her, violated her, traumatized her, and he made her feel so wrong in herself that ending her life became a desirable option. Daniel does try and get Anne to try to stop because he says, you know, Ryan's only 16. But Anne does go on to tell Ryan that all love means to Tommy is a weakness in other people that he can use to exploit them with. Anne says that Tommy forced Becky to have sex with him, impregnated her, humiliated her, and that Ryan was never wanted. She goes on to bring up how good Catherine has been to Ryan, how big you know, amazing Catherine has been to Ryan and how she was the only one who was decent enough to take him on after Richard walked out and when Daniel wouldn't speak to her. And despite everyone saying that Ryan should be put up for adoption and into care, Catherine was the one who insisted that none of this was ever Ryan's fault. Um, Anne tells Ryan that Tommy is using him and that he's doing it for no other reason than to upset Catherine to twist the knife because trust me, he does not give one tiny shiny fuck about you. He is incapable of it. My God, sorry. I just feel like Charlie Murphy in that scene was, it was phenomenal. Like you, I just didn't breathe yeah. when she was saying all of us. It was one of the best performances in all of Happy Valley, like ever. Like it just, her acting, her delivery for that whole scene was phenomenal. Yeah. So, it felt so, so raw. Fergus, yeah, I remember Fergus spoke to us about his experience with her shooting that scene and how she wore her feelings like skin, he said. It just, and that she stopped everyone in the room that he's used to, you know, that camera people and crew are so used to seeing scenes filmed done with this when you could hear a pin drop like sweet Jesus because it's everything that's been building for three whole seasons, what this woman went through. She's also speaking for Becky. She's speaking for Catherine. But then the fact that it's directed at a 16-year-old boy who's yeah the pinnacle of innocence, like it's just, it's a lot, isn't it? It's mad. It's amazing. It is. I feel so bad yeah. for Ryan, but he needed to hear this because I think this might be the conversation that has finally 
you know, it's it's the one I think is the game changer for him. You could see the cogs if then the conversation in the car and later on you can see the cogs starting to turn and it's because it's of because of this conversation, conversation yeah. you know, Anne is a victim and she has endured so much trauma from him. And I think that despite Tommy doing X, Y and Z and hearing stories about what he's done, hearing it from Anne, I think just needed to happen. He needed to be told how awful his dad actually is because they've all just died. I think he did it. too. I think I, I don't know whether I would have given him that much information, but yeah, to, to, he did need to know, I think. Yeah. It's a really difficult like subject matter. And she, she does, I mean, she doesn't hold back whatsoever. Like she doesn't, she just says exactly. It's, it must've been really hard for him to hear, obviously, but I think it's going to be the thing that hopefully, uh, stops Ryan from choosing his dad over Catherine. Do you know that way? Um, yeah. Daniel then drops Ryan outside Nevison's and they have their own heart to heart. Daniel says that no one ever hated Ryan. They just never knew what to do with a situation like that. And Catherine was always adamant that it wasn't Ryan's fault. Daniel says, Ryan, that he's really sorry that he had to hear all that. And he's sorry that he wasn't able to do better and be bigger for his mum at the time. Ryan says um, that he wanted, like he tries to explain here that he wanted to see Tommy because he wanted to make up his own mind about him. And Daniel says, you know, what have you concluded then? And Ryan replies and says that he feels sorry for Tommy, that he was born like that and that he needs to be so nasty to people. Catherine then arrives and tells Ryan that it was silly for him to go AWOL. Um, Ryan says that Richard shouldn't have gone off and left him with Roz. Shouldn't have, for fuck's sake, Catherine says. And she turns and heads in. I love that nod back to previous seasons of correct the grammar and Faisal was doing it as well with his kids in in this episode as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I just yeah, love yeah, the two point. conversation ha- happening in one scene. Like it's absolutely it's 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 unnecessary, but it's so tiny. It just adds so much to it. Like it's not needed, but it's it does. And um, here Ryan turns around and says, "Granny, I love you." What's brought that on? Catherine says, "Nothing." Uh, Ryan replies, <sighs> and they head into Nefison's house, which also looks like a castle. But that scene, love you, Granny. Is- is that the last time they're ever going to see each other? No. Like, that's what that felt like. It did feel no. like that. It did feel like that, but they do walk in together yeah. to to the house, but Catherine then leaves. Okay. So that could be potentially the last, could be the last conversation that they have I alone think, together. I think it's there to head focus because the last thing he said before that to Daniel was that he felt sorry for his dad. He didn't say he hated him or he thought he was a parent or he could never speak to him again. He said, I feel sorry for him. And then he said to his granny, I love you. So it's like, we still don't know what way he's going to go. Yeah. He said, I feel sorry that he has to be that nasty. So he's, he's, he can acknowledge Ryan agrees that he's nasty now. Yeah. Yeah. He agrees that he's nasty, but he feel, I don't know, to feel sorry for him that he was born that way. I don't know. And then for the, I'm just so, I don't know. I just think it was put there as a direct contrast to how he feels about Tom. And then later on when she doesn't say it back and Tommy does. doesn't say it back. Do you know? I just wish she did. And Tommy does. The next person to tell Ryan I love you is his dad. Yes, but, but Anne's conversation about Tommy being incapable to love and how he uses love and sees it as a weakness to exploiting people is the bit that I think is the decider for Ryan when he hears Tommy say, I love you. I think he's like, oh my God, Anne's right. He He is using me. (gasps) Jesus, Rebecca, that gave me goosebumps. No, I just did the recap. So I just watched, you know, when you're just like... uh, Literally have goosebumps. I I think Anne's conversation is the game changer. Like completely, complete game changer. Um, 
Okay, so guys, sorry, inside Nevison's house, like Jesus Christ, the man must be sitting on a fortune, a Bentley buying the house for Anne, a castle in there. It's a fucking (laughs) castle, guys. It's an actual... No, it Castle. is Castle. Like they could host the the next season of the Traitors in <laughs> Nevison's Gap. You could see Claudia Wilkham and flailing they around. Yeah, you. That shot outside with Ryan and the gra- is Grana and Daniel and it, the Grana. castle's like surrounded by a moat. Like it's absolutely enormous. It's got outhouses <laughs> and it's that yellow brick. Like it's fucking like a fortress. Yeah. These 20 strangers hidden among them are three traitors. Um you know, yeah. it does feel like that I mean, a lot. Um, it's, <laughs> Who am I, my friend? <laughs> I feel like, Do that again. I'm taking a screenshot. Lovely. Oh, wow. <laughs> I feel like... Um, Call me Claudia. It must cost a fortune to heat Nevison's house. That's a real sign that you're getting old and responsible, isn't it? I was like, God, the heating in that place. Do you know, that wouldn't be well insulated, those listed old buildings whatsoever. Anyway. But the stone would be very cold. <laughs> and it's all stone. Every room. Yeah. Back to business, guys. Back to business for a second. Inside, Catherine heads into the sitting room to find Claire and Neil on the couch and they explain that the police want to talk to them. I mean, I would have thought so. Catherine says that it's uh, because they visited Tommy for some unfathomable unfathomable fucking reason and she walks out into the hall. Claire follows her and says that Nev had mentioned flying them out to Mallorca, I've written. Flying them out to Mallorca. Okay, I do think that's all been in there by accident to confuse people though, surely. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so Nevison flying them out to Mallorca and letting them stay in his villa, his villa for weeks for a holiday until Tommy is called. Weeks. <laughs> the man is like two weeks. <laughs> and he's there in his apron. I absolutely love Nevison guys. Guys, also, do you think that there was like some sort of sexual tension between Nevison and Catherine when she walked into the room and saw him in the apron? Absolutely not. It was unrequited if there was any. Do you know what it was? He was like, food, yeah, wine, no, no. That's That's it. He was like, do you want a wine? And she was like, no. And that's that's her saying, this isn't going any further. That woman wants her whip better. She's two days of work left and she can't do it either drunk or Yeah, but she can still arrest people and fancy people. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just thought there might have been a bit of something like... Anyway, I, I saw someone so tweet not that. Not from her side, anyway. I think she should have done. Did she? Okay, well, right, we won't be seeing her going to the Himalayas with Nevison anyway. Um, so, <laughs> guys, this conversation between Claire and Catherine, I just don't think you can come back from this. Like, like I, it was very, it was very hard to watch because I feel really bad for Claire, even though what she did was terrible. But I feel like in this episode, Claire has realized that Tommy played her and Neil. Or, you know what I mean? Claire finally knows that that he was never going to change because her whole reasoning was that he that he was going to be on that redemption arc and all that. So, again, Sarah Lancashire in this scene, unbelievable. A single tear falls off Catherine's cheek when she turns around and tells Claire here that Claire is the last person that she would go on holiday with as well as that moron that she spends her day with. Catherine, that very, very ash, a, very, very ash. No, it is. That tear needs a BAFTA. Doesn't it? Again, another hot tear. Where did it come from? 
It was I don't just know. perfect. It was hot. It was amazing. It was yeah, hot. She, and she also cries so well. And Daniel did it really well in that well. scene as well. Um, yeah, he did with, look be crying. He, he, he did really good crying when Anne started to tell Ryan how how unwanted he was uh, when it caught to, to Daniel. Like his tears were really good as well. Five out of five tear tears. By Anne, yeah. In this yeah, episode. Well also Siobhan Finneran when she was getting dressed down by uh, by her sister heartbroken. The way she was like rinsing her hands in her pockets she was curled into herself I thought that was stunning as well yeah. that made me cry yeah I found that scene so emotional and I, I do feel really bad for Claire I really worry about Claire now after this conversation so Catherine then launches into a tirade she says that Claire and herself have nothing in common Claire bores her she has this idiotic dependent personality she lets herself be talked into doing something so repugnant and so offensive to her by him and that he's nothing but an empty vessel and so is she. Catherine tells Claire to keep an eye on Ryan or not, whatever. She says she's done her best for all of them and she says good luck that she's going back to work because she doesn't want to be there with them and that that bastard is still out there so she is not going to sit on her arse watching fucking telly. That conversation. It was so good. Which I found kind of offensive to the podcast <laughs> if I'm honest because... <laughs> <laughs> because Catherine Kaywood, we do enjoy sitting on our arses watching television at yeah, times. Brandon, a murderer on the loose. We're not being hunted down by an escaped maniac. Yeah. Although I, if I, honestly now, if we were being hunted down by an escaped maniac, would we not love sitting in Nevison's cosy the little se- second sitting room while he wakes us up? Not a chance would I refuse that glass of wine. I'd be like, Nev, keep it coming. Yeah, and do you have a fluffy sock? <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, you'd need a dressing gown in that house. I think it's and cold. a weighted blanket for the anxiety. I'd say the hallway's cold in that house. I'd say the sitting room's roasting. And I'd say the hallway is freezing. Do you know what I mean? I know. I'd say it's hard to temper it yourself. I'd want one of those blankets with arms as well. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, that same night, Rob has headed over to his mum's house and she's looking after the girls. He says that the police keep questioning him over and over. The mum says Joanna's parents have been on saying all sorts of things. And Rob tells her that he didn't do it before heading into the girls. The older one stands up, runs to him and hugs him. But the younger gal, who is Poppy, I think, is still wearing her coat and she just sits and stares at Rob. We're going to have to find there out more next. a weird look between those yeah. two there. Weird. It's like almost of judgment from her and almost apologetic from him, yeah. maybe. I don't know. There yeah, was a look. It, did look, he, it did look a bit apologetic from him and she knows something. Like, she knows too much. She knows how evil he is and she thinks he did it. And the granny also had said in that, uh, that conversation briefly with Rob that Poppy was being weird with her too. So we then see Andy Shepard speaking to other officers in the uh, police station about the murder timeline and when Rob last saw Joanna and when the kids say they last saw her. And there's a bit of a timeline kind of situation that Rob saw her on the Monday morning or the Sunday night after bringing her tea, but then the girls didn't see her on the Monday. I don't know if that's relevant. Um, They also go through Joanna's phone records and the last calls that she got were she was ringing him and he was ringing her um, after he found out she was missing. But Saturday was the last day. Um, Andy says that they're still waiting on post-mortem results, but it seems like the cause of death was blunt force trauma to the head and that there was evidence of blood all over the house. But before they start jumping to conclusions about the husband, uh, he does want to know who was supplying Joanna with diazepam and um, why she lied to Sergeant Kaywood about finding them in a pub bathroom. We then see Faisal flossing his teeth, having flashbacks of putting Joanna's body into the suitcase and dragging it into the garage. Tommy Lee Royce now. 
I thought, go on. The, sorry, I just, for really quickly, the music during the Faisal flashback scenes and the sound effects I thought was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. The soundscape I, was unreal this great. episode. Yeah. Also, the scene where Tommy is standing on that stunning hill staring at the wind farm, the noise of them and him, that, that whole scene as well, audibly, was just gorgeous, wasn't it? All of it was amazing. Yeah, I think somebody tweeted us a link to the composer who I think has done all of the music for this season. I must have a look now, Reb, when you're finishing so we can show you them out. But yeah, I was kind of blown away by how it all sounds. Yeah, it sounded amazing. So next up, guys, final scene of the penultimate episode. Tommy Lee Royce sporting a Britney bitch headset wrapped in a blanket playing, I would imagine, Grand Theft Auto or whatever the kids get up to these days. And he decides to search for Ryan's username in the game's online chat room and send a message. You do forget that you can chat to people on the game's console, don't you? My brother used to do yeah, it. I, do you know what, to be honest, I didn't even know you could chat to people through a game's console. I'm not a gamer. I last, I last played, uh, I think, Crash Bandicoot in about 1997. Yeah. I didn't know you could, like, voice call people. Yeah, my brother used to be chatting to people all around the world and they'd all be like, oh, yeah, I just shot you there and blah, blah, blah. Like, got really heated. So anyway, very clever also, the I, way that's I, done, though, I thought. Really clever. I was reading Spare over the weekend and, you know, when in Rome and <laughs> Harry reveals his gamer tag in it. And Stop like, it. yeah. And imagine like you recognized it as someone that you were playing over the years and it was bleeding Prince Harry. Oh my God. Okay. I just thought that was very exciting. Jesus. This man just holds nothing back at all. No, nothing at all. Um, so sorry, he starts sending a message to Ryan then in the chat room. Ryan replies, he suggests a voice chat. They start doing a call, right? Tommy reveals that he memorized Ryan's gaming tag after he told him it. Now, guys, there's a scene that someone alerted us on Twitter of um, Richard talking to Neil in one of the first episodes of this season. And Neil is really into the gaming. Do you know? So did Neil pass on the time? Side eye emoji. Yeah. Not sure. Um, anyway, Ryan brings up how Tommy's been on the news, how police are saying not to approach him because he's armed and dangerous. And he asks him if it's true. Now, Tommy dodges all these important questions. And um, he asks Ryan if he was impressed with him with the courtroom escape. Ryan then says that he's worried about Tommy. He asks what he's going to do. He says, don't worry about me, but I do have a plan. And like what happens is is the, what matters is the future. Um. Tommy suggests that himself and Ryan spend some time together and that he's not armed and he's only dangerous when he has to be because uh, people sometimes behave like wankers. He wants to see Ryan. Ryan says he's not allowed to go anywhere. And um, Ryan says that, you know, the police think Tommy's going to abduct him. And Ryan's like, we're friends. You know, you visit me. And this goes on for a bit. And then he starts to bring up how... um, he has a chance to get abroad if and if he wanted, Ryan can come with them. Ryan says that he's got his GCSEs in May and that he has an apprenticeship that he wants to do. And um, Tommy then like reveals basically the whole plan that he is going to be set up in Marbella with a house, money, car and a job. And he wants Ryan to come and have a think about it and that he needs to be ready to leave on Monday. Um, and it could be a lovely adventure for them. So... Ryan says he'll think about it Tommy says I do love you you know you're all I've got you're all I've ever had and I didn't know you for long enough he then asks if they can talk again tomorrow and Ryan agrees agrees Um, think about it Tommy says and he says we'll talk about this tomorrow and the episode ends head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long 
Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Reb, well done. What a recap. So much in it. And that is like, that is teeing us up for the last ever Happy Valley, which is uh, sad but exciting at the same time. I thought Reese Connor was mesmerizing in this episode. I actually can't really stop thinking about some of the scenes. I thought he was just so good as a realistic 16 year old teenager and how they would react to that and how quiet he is in some of the scenes, but you can just see it all ticking over in his head. Yeah. I just thought he was brilliant. Yeah, he's absolutely amazing. Yeah, Yeah, he's so Yeah, it was a it was an episode that's really setting up the finale. I'm just like, mother of God, they have so many things to tie up in the last episode in one hour and eight minutes. Yeah, there is so much. And like there's like I just bits keep popping into my head all week and I'm like, oh, what about this? What about this? But I guess they don't have to come back to everything. Like another thing I thought of was, and maybe it's not important and maybe it's not a big thing. But I really want to know who the man, mystery man at the school was that first gave Ryan the letter from Tommy in prison. Like, maybe that's not important. Do you, do you think but, like, that, I, I want do you to know think that. it was one of the boyos or something? That's like the most likely, yeah, maybe, I think. Yeah, and maybe it's not important. No, but I yeah. agree with you. It was yeah. never explained. And like for a while then I was like, God, is it moaning Myrtle dressed up as a man or something? You know, like yeah. you do start yeah. to think about all of these things that need to be tied up. Um, it, I just, I'm laughing so much at some of the tweets we've got this week, like enough uh, Happy Valley fans saying how much they need to tie up in the final episode. Like Catherine needs to solve a murder. She needs to, um, you know, catch Tommy. She needs to protect Ryan. So much needs to happen. She needs to take down the biggest crime gang in the area that have been running around for years on end and she's got two days left to retirement i mean (laughs) so much yeah that'll be enough for like a a month or two's work but yeah so much to do uh reb that recap was amazing hannah has all of your incredible thoughts and theories this week yes i do okay i've broken them up into little sections like you did reb i think you did it last week we used to do for line of duty when we'd get tons of thoughts and theories in and we've kind of reached that level so this first section is called a son's revenge (gasps) so drama yeah i've gone real dramatic with them so at a dub and cork says i'd love ryan to be recording that conversation to set up tlr because even though Catherine doesn't say it he knows she loves him 
Mm. At Brad's missus says Ryan is totally setting up TLR. He now knows his plan and that he's not armed. So Terry Plimmer, friend of the podcast, and Jackie Saw say Ryan is going to be the one that delivers that line that we're waiting for. Revenge is a dish best served cold. At Rachel Brinning says the se- the series exploration of the theme of nature and nurture will surely result in Ryan facing a frightening and difficult choice, but not committing a crime against his dad. So she thinks it'll sort of come down to him whether to save his dad or not ultimately. At Tommy B1508 says Ryan needs a hug. And we got so many emails and tweets in about the fact that Ryan needs to be hugged. He needs to be comforted. He needs to be told that he's loved. And he's kind of going around the houses in this episode and not really getting it from anywhere. Although I thought he did have a very touching moment with uh, Daniel. Yeah. God love him. Um, God love him. I so didn't t- even realise until you said there, I didn't cop it that when he said, I love you to Catherine, she didn't say it back. She said, where is that coming yeah. from? I didn't even, and then you, I, the next time someone said it to him was mm. Tommy. Yeah, it's Tommy. And I think, yeah, I think that's put in there in, in stark um, contrast. So Tommy B1508, Ryan needs a hug. My heart broke when Catherine didn't offer an I love you to back Brendan but he's setting Tommy up in doing so. Tommy will kill Catherine. Becky Barrick said, Ryan didn't answer Tommy Lee Royce when he asked, you wouldn't lie to me, would you? No, he didn't at all. So Tommy goes, yeah. I won't do the accent. You wouldn't lie to me, would you? And Ryan goes something like, but are you armed and dangerous? Which I thought was interesting. Um, and at Leanne Joy 89 said more convinced now than ever that Ryan is going to serve the revenge on TLR Catherine and we the viewers have spent three years worrying that he would grow up like Tommy when in fact he is in many more ways like his gran with a bit of Claire's softness thrown oh, I really like that yeah. observation this next section is called someone's dying we just don't know who so someone is like yeah. someone is dying like one of but yeah. wait you see the swing on, on the, the swing on this feedback is wild so <laughs> at m mark 101 Catherine's, and this is like fact Catherine sadly dies but so too does Som- tommy in so many ways um so many twists who knows at okie dokie just tweeted neil dies Ash <laughs> DHRN simply clears a goner. Um, Rosalind emailed us uh, in brackets, not the wine chugging one, though I may be by Sunday at 10 past 10. You and me both. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, it's obviously all been building to Tommy Lee Royce and Catherine's showdown. As this is the last ever episode, there has to be a definite conclusion to this. Sally Wainwright would not want constant questions of a future series if it was left unfinished or to even have the temptation to do another one somewhere down the line. Therefore, Tommy and or Catherine has to die. Emma tweet, or email just saying simply, Richard is surely a goner. Um, this next section is called What's It All About Alison? How is she coming back into this, guys? For Christ's sake. No, totally, Hannah. Her and, do you remember at the very start of this series, they did it previously on Happy Valley and Moaning Myrtle was in that and I was like, why? And, like, uh, Brendan, you talked about it. Was she in the previously? Yeah. Yeah. Just for a snippet. Okay. Let's talk about that screenshot that went into our WhatsApp earlier on in a little bit um, that involved Moaning Myrtle. But we've got so many varying opinions in on Alison. So at Emma Rose 80, at Gaz and at K9 Ralph thinks she kills Tommy. At Chris Hocknell 11, 
have yeah, been and not that just for a second there is a there is a bit in the scene she goes if there's anything you ever need I'll do anything for you there's a screen people have been screen grabbing that being like I'll, like she'll be like here I'll kill Tommy I don't give a shit I mean she has previous um so those two previous ad handles I mentioned think she gets killed. Although, I mean, I think it'd be a bit outrageous to bring the woman back after the trauma she went through just to get what her off. Her son killed Tommy's mum. Now, you said that during the week and we haven't spoken about that once. Her son was a serial killer and he killed Tommy Lee Royce's mum. And for a long time, did, Tommy mm-hmm. thought that it was Catherine who did. But then your man was convicted of it. Now, Tommy might still believe that it's Catherine. He hates her either way. He hates Catherine regardless. But Alison, Alison's son killed Tommy's mum. That's a very, very good point. Yeah. Like, do you but think... Darius won't give him a gun. Darius is talking Tommy out of killing Catherine. Like, he... And Darius is the one that got Tommy out of prison. So does he owe him? Will he listen to him? Some people think Darius is working with Nevison. Darius is working with Nevison. I've seen that few places. Well, Darius is running for local council. So he does need to get in with the right people. And Nevison is the right people. And Nevison has money and is a business person, so would want the dodgy person running the council so that he can, you know, have a, a business that makes him all the money and no, you know, less red I'm tape. I'm more thinking that, I, it's, I think some of the theories are that if, if he's working with Nevison, if Darius and Nevison are working together or Nevison has hired Darius, it's, is it because Nevison wants to, to get revenge on Tommy for what he did to his daughter? And to Catherine. Yeah. Jesus, maybe, yeah. Potentially. God, it's also incestuous, isn't it? So, there's just so many options. So, at JoeLiz65 and at Maureen Coleman, one, think that Alison will save the day. And then at Eleanor, 14181140, and at Dee's underscore artwork, have no idea why she's in the show, but think it's Land Rover related. Finally, in that section, at an underscore underscore W says the entire final scene will hinge on someone not knowing how to double D clutch, which has to yeah. come back into it. Surely love that if Tommy just then, do you know, yeah. what if Tommy dies like because he doesn't know how to do that and no one kills him. He just meets his end. Yeah. Takes a Tanya style yep. slip with the double D yep. clutch. Yeah. Okay, Faisal's feckin' downfall. So at Celia Quality says, Faisal's DNA will be all over that kitchen. So much for putting on protective shoe covering. I couldn't agree more. At Julia Knight said, I have a theory that the police will arrest Mattia and Ivan via AN Pure, which I think is looking likely. And they will reveal that they were blackmailing Faisal and that he'd been selling the drugs to Joanna. Very likely route to go down there. And said, Faisal is going to crack once they establish the connection to Joe Hepworth, he'll tell all, which will bring the whole lot down. He's not just a bumbling idiot, as we were led to believe. He's a greedy, nasty man who manipulated a vulnerable woman in return for sex. So those two are interesting. So it's yeah. either the Knezovich side taking down Faisal and that whole lot or Faisal taking down the Knezovich side and that whole lot. But either way, that house of cards seems to be coming mm. down on one, which I think we is do likely. forget the Faisal and the Knezovich connection. I feel like that was kind of uh, forgotten about in this episode, Early wasn't days. it? On purpose. Yeah. 
And then finally, Rachel said, just rewatching episode one. And when Joanna gave the pills to Catherine slash Rob, they're in a blister pack. But Pfizer later on is very clear to her that she had to remove them from their packaging, including the blister pack. So maybe that's another way that they'll be able to trace them. So basically, guys, Pfizer's fucked. No, he is. Um, going into the guys, final. Guys, he was honestly rolling around with the suitcase. Like his <laughs> hair. Yeah, he was. Like be- that. <laughs> I've never yeah. seen you move like that. <laughs> was that yeah, final I'd say, I'd say we could even like see like the, the opening of the final episode could be that like it skips forward quite a few hours and a few lines of inquiry and that it's literally Faisal's in the interview room already being interviewed and we've skipped the whole Rob under suspicion thing because there is so much. so much to get through. We don't have time to do the Rob thing. We sort of need to have imagined that has already happened and that it literally opens with Faisal in the chair. That's being such like, a right, good shout. Because, because, because Fergus told for us time. Fergus told us that so much happens in the first 16 minutes. So does a a lot of that up yeah, very fast? I'd say. I think that's getting wrapped up real wrapped fast. Up really because quick, yeah. um, there's about 17 reasons I could arrest Faisal to be, they're all listed there. It's ridiculous. He's screwed. <laughs> um, this section is called called don't talk to Darius like that so Emma underscore Douglas once said Darius will off TLR that grim house had obviously been used to dispose of bodies carpet missing probably used to wrap a corpse I was on the ball there I didn't notice the carpet missing actually oh see you have to think like a criminal don't you to crack these cases Douglas one yeah I was looking at the mould on the ceiling yeah I was just like absolutely it's worse than it was worse than a cell like you may as well have stayed in um, at Vivian Seven says, I have a feeling that Darius plans to get rid of Tommy. Don't know why. Maybe the way he looked at him after he dropped him off. I love that she just doesn't have anything to back it up. She's like, it's happening though. Gotta go um, with your guts. Yeah, meet your sister. Darius absolutely realized in that moment that Tommy was going to fuck up his criminal like his whole criminal organization and it, Darius will protect Darius. Like Darius is not going to let Tommy Lee Royce kill a police officer. Like he's not. <laughs> Darius's number one favorite person is Darius. Darius is going all the way to the top. Tommy Lee Royce is not going to stop that. At Walker, Jill said, what about beetroot chopping man taking out TLR at Darius's request? Yes. No, I don't. No, I don't. I want it to be... Uh... If it's going to happen, it needs to be somebody that we already know. We don't want it to be the the, the man with the Wi-Fi and the telephone. Do we think, guys, in an ideal world, we don't want Catherine to kill Tommy. I would like Tommy to meet his end by Alison, by Anne, or by Ryan. Or by, no, or by his own or by hand. his own hand. Tommy will meet his end by his own yeah. hand. I don't know what I want anymore. So Ad Hattie Gell said something didn't sit right with Darius's face when Teolor left the car. And finally, Patricia said the Knezovitches and the spelling guys. I honestly nearly choked. It's like the <laughs> spelling of Knezovitch is like that long. I love her. You nailed it. The Knezovitches won't want Tommy killing a copper. They want to go into politics. That's it. That's the bottom line. Tommy's not going to get given this chance. It's just not happening via Darius. He's not making it to Marbella, guys. Like, regardless, I don't think Tommy, I think they were never bringing Tommy to Marbella. I don't think that that ferry's booked. I don't think Felipe is waiting for him either. I think his name is Felipe. Um, a glorious name. Great names. Just great names. So the mysterious case of Poppy and her coat. So... 
Shipla emailed to say Poppy and her coat. I think Joanna was physically abusing Poppy. Rob seems completely oblivious to why she won't take her coat off. And that's why I think it's Joanna. During the fourth episode, when Rob and the girls came home and Rob goes upstairs looking for Joanna, Poppy is at the bottom of the stairs listening to see what happens. I think Joanna has been taking out her anger of what Rob is doing to her on Poppy. Oh God, I don't know. She definitely saw something. Poppy saw something inside the front door that day and I still think it was Faisal making a very last second escape from stashing the suitcase in the garage. See, I think, I think the the Knezovich's blister pack is taken down Faisal and I think Poppy is taken down Rob. I am still hooked on that she has some sort of recording device or phone in that pocket. She could do. What if Poppy is the one that takes down Faisal though? Like Brandon said, like does she, has she seen him? Like he's so clumsy and he keeps jumping over the back and everything. Has she seen him? He's like the pink panty, like at the back he's of the ridiculous. house. Yeah, yeah and also yeah. that he, we keep getting oh, flashbacks to him pulling the thing and I don't know, I'm like, she has to have seen something. But she's been wearing that coat since long before Faisal came oh, knocking around. Do you know what I mean? And just to, I don't know, attempt to be slightly clever about it. If um, Fergus O'Brien directed the last three episodes and in the in this episode we saw flashbacks, we can see more flashbacks in the final episode to reveal what Poppy saw. If that's the way he directed the second last yeah. one. Okay, obsessed so with that line of he inquiry. Flashback, he flashback once, he'll flashback again. Yeah. <laughs> Anne's your man. Alex emailed to say, huge fan of the podcast. Anne's rant towards Ryan was absolutely phenomenal. Agree. I feel like she's the only character who's been willing to take a risk by taking the gloves off and laying out the facts for Ryan without any sugarcoating. Catherine's approach was too reserved. If someone has finally changed Ryan's perspective for the better, it's got to have been Anne. She's grown up so much over the series and I think she's absolutely got what it takes to be someone who plays a very significant role in saving the day. Really like that. Um, also from Alex, I feel Anne will regret her rant and she will rush to help Catherine and Ryan feeling guilty and maybe she will get her revenge and get TLR. She's been ruthless. She's dangerous and on the edge. The alien joke and the fact Catherine's successor will be having problems in his papers because of the complaint is here maybe for a reason. Anne will get the promotion because she will solve the Faisal case or get TLR. And she will decide that CID isn't for her. And to that, she will take Catherine's place. So that Just is on the Alex alien theory. point there, the alien ringtone has become more and more prominent as the series has gone on. I think we heard it at least three times in mm-hmm. this episode. And also for the first time, um, I copped in the credits at the start. I know uh, Rebs talked about the bike and the fire. There is alien graffiti on a wall in the opening credits of it. And the ringtone has just been played more and more and more. I don't know what that means, but I think that whole ridiculous alien storyline may play a more important role than we think in the in the like close of Happy Valley. And I don't know I how. think it will too. I think her ringtone has been played so many times because is there going to be a scene that Catherine's hiding from Tommy and her phone goes off? <gasps> and when we hear it, we're like, oh my God. I can't handle tension. Do you know what I mean? And I, I, someone tweeted us saying that it's a Twilight Zone. Oh, God. I think it's a Twilight Zone theme, is it? Or something from that. Um, That's what I was okay. trying to find there. The, the, we, the, yeah, the someone tone, did tweet it. It's just like it? a little alien. Like, the ringtone has stuck with me the whole time, and especially this episode, like what you said, Brendan, because it was, her phone rang so many times. But 
I, yeah, so I think times. it will it ring at a very bad time and her phone's always on loud and then does he know that she's there? I would literally get sick if that did happen. Um, in terms of the alien theory, it, obviously we know that Alison was working for, ne- um, it, sorry, she was working for the food place making ready meals. Then she moved to Nevison's in the forklift um, and that the officer that made the complaint again against Catherine's department for bullying, he had said that he had seen all these flashes lights and is there something to do with the Knezoviches I think we've said this in previous episodes they're moving drugs in via Nevison or the lights being actually a real a real thing or is the alien thing just um, a bit of f- silliness and a nod to previous yeah. the reported sightings in the area or whatever it's hard to know her ringtone going off though now that would give me chills if that did happen it, it just went off one too many times in this episode yeah I've got a hugely important update that I've just found on Twitter that says, remember Catherine K. Wood's ringtone is available on iPhones under classic sci-fi. <laughs> so guys, it is available for us all to use. And the composer that we were speaking about earlier is called Ben Foster. Um, okay, so a couple of, couple of more thoughts and theories before we wrap up this section. It's called Neil's Up to No Good. Keely messaged in to say, I still manage, or Ke- Killy, Kelly, Killy, I'm going to say Killy. I still maintain that Neil is connected to Tommy in a way. Too many coincidences linking the two. Both have long hair in season three. <laughs> Tommy Lee Royce escaping from a news agent where that's where Neil works. Neil and Claire's house number, as seen in episode four, is number 13, the same number cell that Tommy was Stop in. Stop it. Uh, and with the video game twist, it's been mentioned before that Neil got Ryan into gaming. I think he's been told to do that by Tommy to help with the escape. My theory is the shop Neil works in is owned by the same people that run TLR's escape shop and Neil owes them for something, maybe giving him a job after his breakdown or something bigger that he feels indebted to them for. Now that is... That's the kind that's of in ridiculous. Depth, I love it. So do I. Because when I I was howling at first, I was like, this person hasn't emailed in because they both have long hair and are trying to drag a connection together, but they have me at the two number 13. God, that's <laughs> an unbelievable observation. This is like during this, the level we've got to here is, do you remember at one stage in Line of Duty, people were sending us in theories based on the, the shape of the kitchen tiles in Chechen Lechen's house. And there, I was mean, a H, there was, there was a H. There was a H in a kitchen tile and they wanted to know why she had the Sky Sports package <laughs> if no man lived in the house and was Ted Hastings in her attic because heaven forbid, heaven forbid a woman might want the sports package. <laughs> yeah, but... Guys, honestly, we entertained that and we went into in-depth, where could he be? Um, are they sharing the bathroom? And is he in the attic? And look at her um, magnets on her fridge. We lost the plot and we're losing it. it again. I, I do think it's it. a testament to how amazingly detailed these shows are, is that you can go down a rabbit hole and that I do start to believe all these theories could could happen. I believe every single one of these theories that's been sent in, even the, the ones that contrast. Um Okay, this one is brilliant. So this section is called foreshadowing, for God's sake. At Lizzie Kay says, who is Ivan getting married to? Seems an odd detail that's been mentioned far too many times. If Ivan is getting married to Mona Myrtle, guys, oh, I'll oh, run up the road in the nip. I'm not joking. I'll fucking die. Guys. I'll die. We'll do, we'll, go, we'll do an Instagram live. <laughs> I'll die. I'll die. But yeah, 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 yeah. That'll yeah, be yeah, iconic, yeah. though. Flat out about that wedding, yes. guys. 
and didn't the man even think about it, and blue. I'd actually yeah, kill him. Pay him for a photographer for that. Oh, imagine her whispering her I do's. Oh my God, no. No, she gives me. The, oh, she honestly gives me, makes my skin crawl. Well, the tension might be toned down a bit if she can touch him, you know? Right, you know, who else I'd love for him to be marrying? Ashley Cowgill's hairdresser wife. <laughs> Sorry, I thought that was a real plot twist. I thought you said Ashley, Ashley Cowgill. Cowgill. Like, no, the man's brown bread. No, no, <laughs> yeah, no I'd love I know, I know. to see the return. May that be a wife. real twist, guys. Ashley Cowgill back. A bit of a nod to season <laughs> one, you know, full circle moment type of thing. I would love to see her back. I thought she was very sassy. Could be Hayley Crocker. loved her. Getting arrested, screaming at the police in her leopard print dressing gown and all. Loved her. <laughs> but now we'll never see her again. She got the witness protection. She's gone. Um, I am interested to know who he's marrying, though. Yeah, I didn't even consider that it was a detail, but yeah, it, uh, yeah, absolutely could be. We haven't even begun to theorise that. She right. does have a thing for criminals. So at my six like, percent, sorry, Hannah, go on. Uh, no, she does have a thing for criminals. No, so like, on. you know, it's it's her who yeah. Mona Myrtle. Yeah. And Ashley Cowgill's ex-wife, um, widow, at my 6% says, in the first episode of series three, I'm re-watching on a day off, don't need to justify to us, pet. Richard references that both Ryan and Neil are both obsessed with online gaming. So that is just something that we need to consider. And finally, at Jansil54, I don't think Catherine will kill Tommy so much as she'd like to see him dead. Now, that's kind of how I feel. Would love to see him flee in Allison's truck. Dodgy clutch gives out and he runs off the road, ends up trapped in a mud reservoir, suffocating to death. Now, he was involved in that murder of that body that was found in the reservoir, so we could see it all go 360. Yeah, it it could be a case of, yeah, that that truck crashes into either Allison's truck or maybe the Land Rover that he, he meets his own end. And yeah, in a symbolic location, whether it's the reservoir or somewhere else of import. That would be amazing. But yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Are they all the thoughts and theories? Yeah. That's it. We just have one final tweet. It's just so many good thoughts and theories. It's one final final tweet from at Queen Lancashire. And she just listed or they just listed all the things that we need tied up in this episode. So I'll just run through them. Catherine and Tommy Lee Royce. Ryan and Tommy Lee Royce. Ivan's marriage. Brackets lol. Claire and Catherine's relationship. Faisal and Joe. Rob and Joe. Alison and the Landy. The Himalayas. Poppy's coat. The retirement party. The Knezoviches. Richard and Darius. Anne's breakdown. And aliens so jesus christ one hour and eight minutes. oh my god like sally wainwright and fergus o'brien have their work cut out to squash all that in but like he did say to us earlier this week he said the first 16 minutes is like he can't how believe much how much up. happens i love that account queen um, lancashire i love them yeah, yeah there's so many so amazing good. happy valley um, accounts. brilliant yeah before we move on to because uh I think we should finish on like trying to nail what we think might happen in the final episode. Um, I'm just going to go through the, there's a teaser trailer that has come out, right? And I just feel like maybe if we just speak about this a bit, it might help us make a bit of an informed decision, maybe, on what might happen, right? So it's 16 seconds long. That is all, 16 seconds. And in it, uh, a police officer asks Ryan, when is the last time you had contact with Tommy Lee Royce? Uh, We hear Catherine say he's still out there. Um, We see more of Catherine in the same hall that we spoke about the other week where she has the taser. This was shown in the overall Series 3 teaser. Um, 
We also see Tommy creeping around a house. Now, it's cut really cleverly. We don't know if they're both in the same house at the same time. Uh, we see a shot of Mike Taylor looking really concerned. Then Catherine's entire team, like, rushing up and out of the office, grabbing their coats, grabbing their guns. Um, Tommy bludgeoning someone or something in a field. And it's very reminiscent of that kind of same shot of Catherine uh, bludgeoning the sheep uh, a couple of seasons ago. Uh, he's got blood all over his face. We cannot see what he's doing on the ground. Um, we hear Catherine saying he's going to be angry and he's going to be even more desperate and dangerous. And then that 16 second teaser ends with a closing shot of Catherine doubled over sobbing. Oh, God, so, guys, Richard's a goner, isn't he? I hope it's not Claire. I I don't know if anyone's going to die. Oh, no, someone has to die. See, let's just... So, what did Fergus say to us again? Guys, if you haven't listened to our episode with okay. Fergus, he was really fascinating. It's on the feed. Go one episode back. He said that it's interesting and clever. And he didn't see the ending coming that's not the ending he would have expected oh guys i'll be raging now if we just like if we haven't figured it out and i know we never do okay well i really would love if we got something right it would be great i think tommy lee royce is going to die but i don't think anyone else is going to kill him i don't even think allison is going to kill him because and again i'm trying to i'm trying to be a bit strategic in my thinking with this um the the variety interview that i read with sally wainwright before the series started she started to speak about kind of the, the the comparisons that would be made between drama and real life. And just from reading, and I've only read one interview, I don't know the woman. I don't think, I think she wants the good people to be good and the bad people to be bad. And I don't think she will want a Catherine, an Alison, I know the woman spent time in prison already, um, a Ryan or an Anne Gallagher to bring Tommy to his end. But I think she would love if he couldn't work the clutch or if something else happened that he um that he he killed himself or that he ended up back in prison yeah i don't know i'd love if his actions led to his own death rather than somebody else doing yeah. it um i'm just looking at that twitter account the sarah lancashire spotlight which is um another great twitter account brilliant it says um it's a quote right here from james norton who spoke to the big issue in 2023 and he said we had one version of the end that didn't feel quite right sally knew it and sarah spoke up and said that it doesn't feel right a month later we got a new script and it all fell into place it was magical that's what James Norton said about the end. And um, Fergus told us that it's satisfying, very satisfying. So I do think that that Brendan's point of that good, the good will triumph evil, the, the nature over nurture, all of that, I do feel like, is it that Ryan makes the right choice and that Tommy yeah. finally gets his comeuppance from one of the horrific things that he's done. He's done so much bad shit. Yeah. You can, I think you can really see it in Ryan in the, in the end of episode five, like from talking to Daniel in the car and he's like, I wanted, he's like, I needed to go and meet him myself. I didn't tell anyone because I wanted to meet him, get to know him for myself and make up my own mind about him. 
And I guess that that sentence is really important in, in terms of why they waited the seven years uh, for uh, Reese Connor to grow up so that he could deliver that line. He'd be like, I wanted to make up my own mind, which, you know, he can start to do as a 16, 17 year old. Um, and then later on as well, over the, the Britney mic on the games console, um, I just really think that he was sitting there, the cogs were turning and I don't think Ryan is buying it at all. I don't think he bought any of that conversation over the games console uh, followed on from what Anne Gallagher said. Yeah, in the I think that was How about this, right? What do we think of Darius attempting to kill Tommy? Catherine saving him because she's like, you're not going getting away with it that fucking easy. And that'll be the little bit of a <gasps> twist. And then he does meet his own Stop. demise. But I also think that, that Ryan, because he showed a little bit of like when he took the photo of I, it's Ivan that he took the photo of on the platform when he was with Richard. No, when Ivan's the fellow who's getting yeah. married, it's the other one. Ma- Is it Mattia? Yeah, the other yeah. one, yeah. M- yeah, Mattia, and I hope I'm saying that correctly. He snapped, he was like a granddad look and then he snapped the photo. So he does have a bit of like the detective skills there. He knows what needs to be done. Maybe they're kicking back into action when he's talking to his dad. Where are you? Are you armed and dangerous? So maybe Ryan lures him out. Catherine saves him from Darius, which is a nice bit of a twist because he's like, God, are you going to save me? And then he meets his own demise. Yeah. I love the revenge and line. both Faisal and Rob both end up in prison for different yes. reasons. That would be amazing because they're yeah. both Faisal terrible. and Rob are both in prison. They've, They've both, both done, done wrong. Yeah. Like terrible, so, terrible things. Also, speaking of Faisal, you know, when we saw the flashbacks about how affected he was by killing Joe, maybe that's to show us that none of our strong female leads, our Catherine's, our Anne's, our Claire's, our Alison's, or even Daniel or Ryan should kill Tommy because it will haunt them forever and they don't deserve that. They've been through hell. He deserves to meet his own end. What? How is it going to be left with Catherine and Claire? Because obviously they were like really, really harsh words she's had for her over the last two episodes, but uh, the last one particularly. Like, if they're both still standing at the end, are they reunited through, you know, just the trials and tribute? Like, how? I, 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 I don't know how it finishes between Catherine and I'd love and Claire. if Claire did something for her redemption with Catherine. Did Claire figure something out? Does she clock where Tommy is or something to help Catherine? And then the, the forgiveness, the olive branch is there then and the relationship is able to be repaired. Just on Darius Knezovic for a second, like, and this is going a little bit line of duty, but... I don't think all of this is, it's not possible for all of this to be wrapped up perfectly in a bow. Like the top dogs, criminal wise, don't always get their comeuppance a la line of duty. And perhaps there's mm. something to do with, you know, does, does Catherine. Darius getting into office, do you think? Yeah, I, I think, think Darius is going to tell Catherine where, could possibly tell Catherine where Tommy is to get off him being in trouble and then he, Darius will go on and still be you know in politics next Y and Z and that crime will live on but Tommy will be caught I'd love if Darius was the reason something to do with that that there was some sort of exchange and Catherine lets Darius go and then gets Tommy I think we're going to get a time jump as well I just have a feeling that they'll do it even if it's by a couple of weeks but we'll I, leave I don't, the do women. So after her retirement, I think we're going to leave the K Wood standing around Tommy's dead body, and then they'll do a couple of weeks later, and it's like Richard's got a new job. Claire and Catherine are back 
kind like it's not going to be happy clappy because Sally Wainwright is such a realist I think but it's like her and Catherine are working on their relationship Ryan started his apprenticeship Catherine's taken off to the Himalayas but she'll stop off by Becky's grave but I think we're going to get a time jump where it all clears up in the middle yeah, we we, we yeah. like they do a line of duty, the kind of afterwards when you see Joe, you know, in a cottage with a stunning redhead type of thing. And the dog. Yeah. Also, sorry, just speaking of line of duty, did you guys pick up in the uh, scene where Tommy Lee Royce was in the van with Darius Knezovich that he said to the letter? To the letter, yes. He said, oh, oh I need more deal to the letter. Yeah, <laughs> that's terrible. Accent. Do you know what I loved oh. about that scene? And, and it's uh, how realistic the show is. Uh, Obviously, James Norton had genuinely been on that bike cycling for at least some distance because either the makeup department is like phenomenal or like he was really flushed in the face. And the kind of only kind of red flushedness you can get from like being really genuinely out of breath. (laughs) I was just like looking at the man's face. That's phenomenal. I was like, he. I genuinely believe he was on that bike. (laughs) Like... And peddled from Leeds or wherever he was supposed to be, right up out onto that Yorkshire hill. Earning right, this paycheck, guys. Do we want to uh, say anything else so we can prove ourselves right next week? Reb, what was it that you said in Line of Duty that we honestly came back two months later and you'd gotten it right and it was a mad theory that you mentioned? Do you remember? No, was it not just that I wrote the, it rewrote in my head the end of, or the part of season three, episode like two or three with the ambush that I thought that they'd um, expose who else is involved and that someone would remove their helmet and then it would be Kate Fleming. Was it not? <laughs> no, that? Oh, that yeah, that was a, yeah, that was a great theory. That <laughs> so once I rewrite that them in my head, I'm like, oh, that could work. We'll save that for a flashback in season yeah, seven. Yeah, we will. Um uh, I think that ev- that the relationship between Catherine and Claire, it would take, you know, you'd have to move mountains and a miracle would have to happen for that to be repaired suddenly by next week's episode. I don't think that's, um, yeah. I don't think it's going to be fully. I think there yeah. could be a bit of, you know, a little bit of a glimmer of hope, but I don't think it's going to be wrapped up into a bow. Yeah, true. I think I think Faisal and Rob are both going to end up in prison. I think Ryan is going to side with the Catherine, Claire, his whole side of the family. I think Tommy will die, but not be murdered by any of the people that we love. And I hope that Catherine will at least start off on her journey in her Land Rover towards the general direction of the Yeah, Himalayas. I hope so. I agree with you. I, I really so. agree with that. Yeah. Who do we think Tommy is like pummeling something in the trailer? Yeah, there's another bit from the the still from the, the trailer that we haven't seen. And it's a car, like a white grey car f- rolling, flipping in a field oh. through a gate. Looks like it's the same field. <laughs> Me identifying field. <laughs> what do I know? Looks like it's the same field from the two clips I've seen. Um, so I'm wondering, is that car that flips, we're going to get some dramatic car chase or car journey in this. It's going to flip in a field. Um, is it the same field that Tommy is in? Is Tommy Lee Royce in a fucking car with fucking Darius Knezovich? And he turns on him. The car flips. They're in a field. And he's like, it's you or me. And Tommy Lee Royce <gasps> kills Darius Knezovich. Boom. Boom. I'm saying that okay, there right that now. Could, that could happen. Okay. Yeah, I think... T- I think we're getting a Tommy bloodbath. Like, I don't yeah. think any of the main players are going to go, but I think he's going off the rails. Also, when he was, like, pummeling that, whatever it was in the ground out of shot in the trailer, I'm like, is he, like, wrenching me gone mad? Is he wrenching up, like, like um, 
I think they only have these in America. I'm imagining some kind of like, you know, where you go like a tornado. Like, you know, if you have a tornado and it's yeah, like yeah. out your back garden, oh, it's a big the, wooden, the, the wooden door. Thingy, and you go underneath because the angle that I'm like, is he trying to like break a door? Have they all gone uh, under the ground just, in Neverson's oh, Castle? Like, no, the man's got blood all over his face. I think he has a wrench or like some sort of a, you know, a, like a, a, a like a tool in his hand. And he's just beating. I think he's beating Darius Knezovic or maybe, yeah, one of the Knezoviches who has tried to kill him in that Guys, car. Guys, really quickly, Speaking we're forgetting the about one theory that we have been talking about the whole way through our podcast about Happy Valley, and that is that there's going to be a fire. And oh, oh, yeah. there's been a lot of clues Do we have pointing to that. For a fire? Alistair has no, to the Alison has no, um, what you call sprinklers in her apartment block. Alison wasn't in this pre- uh, last episode no. at all, was she? No, we have no woman. Fire. Unless the car goes on fire. Unless it's. it's I think there's fire in a house, and I think Tommy's going to try and, like, um, kidnap Ryan. Like, he tried to set Ryan on fire before. He poured petrol all over the poor child in season one. Well, they're all in Nevison's. Yeah, so so is there going to be fire in Nevison's house? Well, he's back in Catherine's house in that trailer with Catherine in the house. So there's going to be a fire. Um, I think a car goes on fire. And the other thing we haven't spoken about is those two. Uh, the two lads go off to get that 30 grand and that's the last we see them. They're in the very start of the last episode and then we don't hear oh, from them yeah. again. They're gone to get the money. So, Jesus, lads, there is so much that's going to happen in this episode. Like, how so, have they done it? Yeah, I can't wait. And I feel really, really confident after uh, Fergus was chatting with us that, that we're going to love it. Like, I'm confident. Um, so we put out two polls during the week. <laughs> is This we actually put up on last week's episode while we were recording. Is Nevson a secret baddie? 21% of you said 100% with 78% said absolutely not. I still, TBC. Um, who will Ryan ultimately choose? 97% say Catherine and 3% say Tommy Lee Royce. Okay, good, good. And just an official description for the final ever episode of Happy Valley. Scores are settled for good on Catherine's final shift and Ryan faces a moral dilemma. Oh God. And we know that we are getting a face-to-face showdown between Catherine and Tommy Lee Royce. We cannot wait for it. Uh, thank you to everyone who uh, continues to support us uh, on patreon.com forward slash shrine pod, uh, including uh, Razmataz, Emily Shack, Elizabeth Hooper, Abby, Basser- A- Abby Battersby, my apologies, and Chloe Jordan. Um, you can always hear all of our Shrine episodes early uh, uh, through Patreon. Uh, thank you as well to everyone who continues to uh, tweet us, uh, DM us on Instagram, and email us all of your thoughts and all of your theories. We do see them all and we love them. We sometimes just can't get through them all on a podcast episode. We are at ShrinePod on social and our email is ShrinePod at gmail.com. We are giddy, we are nervous, and we cannot wait for the final ever episode of Happy Valley. It is on this Sunday, BBC One, 9pm. It is one hour and eight minutes long and we will be back here next Wednesday to dissect it in immense detail. This is TV worth talking about. This is Shrine Podcasts. Head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. 
So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. 